0: Hello, Mix Cases. Hello, twelve days of podcasting listeners and everybody on the dog days of podcasting feed. And if you're like me, you had a day of wait, where are all the podcasts? Uh I use Overcast as my podcast catcher. And for some reason the seventeenth, those days were missing, including mine. Um it was out on my feed. Um, including, you know, uh so I I not just mine, you know, uh, and Jay's who are on org, but also NCAF that's on his own feed and Chris Moody and, um, and Mad Marv and all of that. So, um, I actually had to go and seek out those and see what happened and it seemed to correct itself. But for some reason, if you're in overcast, you do not see December 17th. So if you are looking for December 17th and, um, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, and, and, and you, are using overcast that may be what happened to you. You it's not that everybody just didn't podcast and you may think, wait a minute, this doesn't make sense that the the I feel like I missed an episode, especially for those that are serialized like Jay's and um Marks. So you know they're they're both telling stories and you might feel like you've missed something. So make sure to uh hit up incaffeinated.ca for marks and nimlas.org for Jay's uh, Jay is doing the Christmas Carol reading with all of his different characters reading. And then um, the encaffeinated one is doing his own original story. It's a creepy tale of Christmas cards. So you, you're going to want to check that out. But um, on the eighth day of podcasting, uh, uh, my true love gave to me was uh, Baked Macaroni and cheese. Well, this may not be a traditional holiday meal. The, I I in going through my mother in law's recipes, um, I found that I wanted to also do one of my own mother's recipes. Now, baked macaroni and cheese is probably one of the first things. I don't know if it's the first thing, but it's it's definitely an early recipe that I've been making my whole life. Um, and there were parts of it that I would be responsible for growing up and parts that I learned later as an adult. And I think that baked macaroni and cheese is a really important, a really important recipe to learn because it requires a bechamel sauce. And everybody gets scared when they hear bechamel. It's just a room, Okay. It's just butter, flour, and milk. That's all that it is. Okay. It's nothing to be scared of. But in learning how to do this, it prepares you for a lot of other things like making roux, like making gravy from scratch, like um, figuring out the chemistry and how things work and how do I thicken things up without getting clumps. I think that's one of the hardest things is how do I, how do I thicken something up without getting clumps? Um, so to me, while it's a very simple recipe, it's one of those building block recipes. I did this with a twist. So growing up, um, our macaroni and cheese was baked. Okay. So, um, it wasn't just stovetop. It was, uh, it was baked and, um, it was so good. And there is a completely different food from say, uh, what we would call craft Dinner or KD up here in Canada, or you might call it mac and cheese or mac and cheese in the U.S. Um, it's just a, a completely different thing. So my mom's thing was she always said, oh, the trick is using three cheeses. No, the trick is making a good bechamel. That's what the trick is. But I did a three cheese baked macaroni with, uh I made it a lobster, three cheese baked macaroni. And I did not have actual lobster. I'm over here sick and recovering, but I did have, I had picked up, um, you know, that imitation crab meat. Well, kind of that, but lobster. And I thought, you know, it's, it's still going to be fish. It's still going to give me the, the nutrients that fish are going to give me. And let's try this out. Let's see what this is like. I originally bought it because I was going to put it in on a but. I ended up putting it in this. I might still make onigiri with the leftovers. Um, yes, I actually had leftovers of the lobster, but uh, so I just kind of made my bechamel, boiled my noodles, um, and then I added in my three cheeses um, into that bechamel and made it a cheese sauce. Right, that's all you have to do to make a cheese sauce. And then um, I put it in a little bit of the pasta water. I mixed in the noodles. And then, um, oh, what else did, oh, then I took the, uh, lobster and the, the air quotes lobster and I kind of shredded it and put it in and cooked that up. And then I put that into a French white, white casserole dish. Um, and I had also seasoned a little bit the bechamel. I seasoned the bechamel with, um, I've got this sriracha lime seasoning. It's like dried sriracha with la- dried lime zest. So I put that in the bechamel and then I also sprinkled that over top and of course sprinkled it with paprika because that's what you always do. And I am not a... Growing up, we did not do the breadcrumbs on top of baked macaroni and cheese. That is a thing that is awesome when it happens. And every time I've tried to do this, it has come out awful. And I don't know why, but I was watching... um I think it was Binging with Babish. Uh, he's got one of his uh, cooks on there, Alvin. And Alvin was talking about how to make panko and that you really want to take your milk bread and just grind it up and that's how you make really good panko. And I said, you know what? Let's try that. So I had some of the milk bread, you know, Ma's milk bread that from earlier in the 12 days. So I just took that up. I ground it up. And instead of mixing it with butter, like all of the baked macaroni and cheese with breadcrumbs on top talk about, I just sprinkled it on top with my seasonings and it worked. Oh my goodness, it worked. And you know, there's something about the panko not being dried, you know, not ha- having it be dried breadcrumbs, but being fresh breadcrumbs that made it work even better. So that was a whole deal. Um, so basically that my, my dish was, Something I grew up eating with two twists, adding the fake lobster and adding the breadcrumbs. And it was exactly what I needed. I needed something warm and soft on my throat because as you can tell, my throat is still struggling. Um, and I I wanted some comfort food, you know, and since tech wasn't home, a lot of times when, I go away or Tech goes away um we kind of treat ourselves by making something that the other would not normally eat um so for instance Tech is not going to be eating this not eating the lobster not eating fish not eating you know so usually I do something really seafoody um when I go away Tech is making something very hot doggy you know things like that but uh so this was my thing it was like all right I'm going to go I'm going to go nuts with the with the lobster there the lobster, the fake lobster, the, the air quote lobster. Um, but I highly recommend it. It was really good. Um, and it just, it just hit the spot. And growing up, we always did the corkscrew, you know, uh, pasta for our macaroni, um, you know, rotini or uh, there's another name for the smaller one. But I use the elbow one just because, you know, there it's traditional in another sense, right? works. All right. So what is your favorite twist or way to fancy up or bougie up your mac and cheese?